The Pinball Network is online. Launching Pinball Party. Hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> I oh, let me let me hit this button. That's it. Do you wanna? You wanna say it? You want, yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to episode thirty-seven of the Pinball Party podcast. It's Jason and Rachel and Kale. We have uh, a lot of talk, a lot, a lot of talk about. Figure it out. A lot to talk about, and it's gonna be all over the place. So, fuck, fuck. Uh, everyone, strap in, strap on. I'm here. It's been a while, man. Well, it's good to see your face. It's good to hear you. Although we have been listening. You you did a, a Venom drop episode, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I invited you, but you're like, nah. So um, I did it myself. <laughs> so uh, what I did was something similar. I, I grabbed one. This is a C4, so I'm going to get jacked here. This is stupid. I shouldn't be drinking this at all. Uh, I'm going to get louder and talk faster throughout the next hour hour and a half so uh, strap on for that as well um but yeah venom shit it's 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 all the it's all the hype it's all the talk there's been there's the reveal and first and foremost are you guys getting one of course yes are we getting one or are we getting two that's the question okay yeah um, that, and that's a serious question we're, we're actually contemplating that because because the games are so different Obviously, we've only seen what everybody else has seen. Um, the the pro looks super fun, super fast. The premium looks like a whole bunch of things are going to break, but yeah. it looks really cool. So we have, you know, we've we've got we've got some experience with some Brian Eddy mechs, and I can tell you, we have a lot of experience replacing Brian Eddy mechs. Mm. So, <laughs> so mm. the premiums got us. A little nervous looking at all that stuff that um, you know you're supposed to be bashing or that's supposed to be moving around. Looks like some more, you know, some more repairs, but it also just looks super cool. But pro for sure, we'll have the pro in a couple of weeks, I think. Wow, yeah, it's uh, July 27th. For those wondering, when are we talking about? It's a couple days after the UFOs, you know, were, <laughs> were announced. Also revealed this week, uh, <laughs> UFOs. So yeah. that's cool. Liter- literally dropping. They they have yeah. uh, biologics, non-human <laughs> biologics. Could be yeah. a dog in an airplane. You know, who knows? They might just be here for the new Venom machine. Symbiote. Oh, shit. They found it. <laughs> they're here. Non-human biologics. Stern knew about it, so they're timing it. And Are, yeah. are, you, are you on the list for any version of the Venom? Uh, yeah, I'm on the list for a Venom Premium, and do you know where I'm buying it from? Ah, uh, hmm. Flip it out! <laughs> when I buy my pinball shit, I buy from flipping out. From topper sharp blades, Jamie's, I've got it figured out. Flipping out, figured out. When I think of pinball, I think flipping out. Flipping out, figured out. Figured out. Figured out. When I buy, 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 I buy from flipping out. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I'm gonna get a premium. And I'll tell you why. Um, other than like Venom's cool, um, you know, th- more than anything, it wasn't the reveal stream. Uh, it wasn't the art. It was all that was fine for me. It's the the code potential, the rules of, of the game being a roguelike 
a persistent progress over time. Yes, this is what you have been asking for. About time. I know they dabbled in it with TMNT and there's a lot of P3 modules that have it. Shout out to Nick. Um, Mm -hmm. It's there, but like a first, you know, mainstream, hey, we're doing it. Um, I'm actually, I was going to try to bring Dana on this time. I think we're going to do either a mini episode or bring her on next. Believe it or not, Dana has the most roguelike video game experience of anyone I know. I was telling her about it and for her, she'll be in on this because of that. She's a roguelike freak in, in the best possible way when it comes to video games. Um, and it's, it's so good for people who either just have 10 minutes to play or they really like the same, well, pinball fans, to be honest, you know, they, they like the same experience over and over, but they like a little carrot in the stick along the whole way till the end. Um, and yeah, for I've been playing a lot of games over the last five years, getting them in, selling them, getting them in, selling them. And a, nine times out of 10, it's for this reason. I, I do not like playing a simple game over and over and over, starting at the beginning, over and over and over, every fucking time going through the bullshit for nothing really at the end other than like, Oh, you want to get the wizard mode? Well, start over. Even though you've done it like Jurassic park, for example, go to the visitor center again. Like, God damn it. How many times? It's like an old school NES game, right? Which is great, but they evolved for a reason. And it's great to have some of them like that, but it's just, I think long overdue. I'm so, cause even if the game, you have a couple shitty games and you're pissed at it. What I would do is I'd get pissed at a game, not from me being bad at it, but just like sick of it, and I'll sell it. And then I get shit on Pinside, and then I do this podcast and, and, and repeat. <laughs> but this one, I can play it a little bit, love it, hate it, be like, oh, I'm going to get rid of it or something. But then next day, like, oh, no, I can continue my progress to the point where I beat it or it becomes like such a grind, then, then I can move on. So I'll, I'll talk about that more next time with Dana. But yeah, the rules for me um, is what, it, regardless of the shots, regardless of the layout, regardless of the art, it could be, it could be a theme based on this cup right here. Cup, yeah. the game. Uh, it's just got a picture of a Cut shitty head. cup. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, or dog shit. Awesome. Yeah. Persistent, you know, <laughs> rules. Uh, I'll play that game. But what what is it for you guys that is drawn? Yeah, they're you? they're fine tuning the dopamine manipulation, and uh, that. That equals cash for us. But aside from the business, I mean, it looks really fun. I think that that persistence is amazing. So we've got the leaderboard. You can see how well you did there. But now there's a a whole other side. You can, I mean, I'm not going to repeat what you just said, but that. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about that too. And we're looking at it two different ways. Uh, Well, I mean, if we, we back up a little bit. The gameplay looks cool. The man, once again, Zombie Yeti knocked it out of the park. And, you know, it always looks different in person than it does uh, online. But these this these art packages, every single one of them looks cool on, you know, on a flat screen. Uh, so it's going to look even better um, once we get this thing in our hands. Um, but as far as the, the, the progress thing... We we're, we're glad it, it you could use either the pro or the premium, you know. Just you, you start, you know, whether you, you save your progress on the pro, it you know you can start. Does it on, transfer? It, it does. They they yeah, mentioned yeah. Okay. that in the stream. Uh, that's really cool. Yep. So 
also, I think you're going to get for a play, public play in an arcade, you know, we're not joking about having two of them uh, because you're going to have people going, man, you know, I left off here yesterday. I want to get on there. Oh, shit. Somebody's camped out on the game. Yep. That would be the benefit of having two of them. Um, But also, that's why we've thought about putting the pro at the arcade and taking the premium home. Right. Uh, That's that's never going to happen. I talk about that. Right, right. Uh, So we as in the royal we. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right. And uh, But we we do worry about some of the the mechs. And, and, I mean, I can see the welds in some of the promo videos. It just makes me cringe. And, you know, we've we've had problems – uh, you know, with the game that gets a shit ton of play, those those stern welds do break. Um, it's and- something very unique that you two have a vision on. Not many listeners are like, oh, yeah, man, I was looking for those welds. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned, Rachel, uh, Dwight Games, uh, you know, Mando kind of being one of the most recent, like that shit breaks. Yeah, the Brian Eddy games. They- the Brian Eddy, yes. yeah. So the diverter on Mandalorian is notorious for breaking, and I think we've replaced it five times. Um, there's how many plays there's just are on a it? Lot of, you know? what, what? How many plays how many are plays on that are? Mando? You think sixty nine? Um, it probably gets it gets. I would guess it gets about a thousand plays a month. So ah, yeah, plenty. You can had it since do release. the math on that. Yeah, yeah. we've had it since release. Um, but also one thing to think about with those plays, they're long plays. I mean, it, this isn't just, you know, a game at a seven 11 or a tourist spot, you know, right. Like you'll have serious players camping out on it. You know, I, uh, I played a bunch of Mando a couple weeks ago cause I never really gave it a shot other than when it first came out try a little bit of pro try a little bit of premium or early whatever and like oh, okay you know i don't like some of the closeness of the shots and so in the beginning you know like it's it's one of those and it's growing on me um maybe because it's just something newish again to me i really like those close shots like black knight and and mando and i think mando has a really cool um Sorry for those Mandalorian, the pinball machine, if, if Mando is uh, too small talk for you. Um, I really like the mode setup. It's, it's, it's really clear to see how you progress. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe it's some of Doc's influence locally because it's one of his favorite games. And lack of fucking options in my town. It's either play <laughs> a busted fucking Toy Story 4 Mando or dirty ass Godzilla Pro, so like, oh, I guess I'll fucking play Mando, right? Um, hey, you know what uh, I'm going to say here? I'm going to interrupt you to say like, don't don't complain about something unless you're willing to provide a solution, and you know what that solution is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just buy them and keep them at home. Just do it myself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, I've been going through a couple Operator. games rapid fast lately. We can talk about that later, but uh, anyway, I, I back to the Mando thing. I th- Nope, Venom. I think this is kind of like a point of no return, this coding style, though. If people get used to this, like, persistent stuff going on location, especially to, oh, I can't wait to make more progress. We go to Electric Bag, get a fucking mm-hmm. beer, start playing. Um, or at home, I'm going to get up and keep playing, keep working towards something. And then the next game comes out, even if it's Jaws, Keith Elwin, whatever, it, it, quote, maybe if it is, mm-hmm. and the game's awesome, and it doesn't have this, I think that's, I don't know, I don't... 
it, I don't think you can come back from this personally. I think you're right. I think this is going to be one of those points where we're like, remember when games used to have to start over at the beginning? And I think we're going to, I don't have any like crystal ball here, but I can imagine a world where we see a a divergent path where we get games like Pulp Fiction for people that want to have that retro experience. Yeah. Um, And all the games that feel that way. And those games are doing really well. Um, And then this style, the, the persistent roguelikes. Yep. I I really don't 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 think you can go back. I I wouldn't want it to. Um and I, I have a list of games I've just been thinking about lately and Mando is one of them, hence why I brought it up. And another one, I think it's because of this is Turtles. Stern's mm-hmm. Turtles. I guess does anyone ever talk about the other one? Uh <laughs> which is not a very popular game. The theme is very popular and a lot of people shit on the game including me. I was one of the fastest games I owned and left, but at least that also has that little bit of leveling up your turtle and you can progress. And this Venom announcement hype makes me want to get one in the house again just to kind of do that. Um, do you guys have a Turtles on location? No. Did you? No. Well, okay. Well, we we did. Oh. It wasn't ours. A, a friend of ours, um, uh, Jordan from Danger Zone, great little arcade out here, uh, he let us borrow one. His LE. He buys nothing but LEs, and he let us borrow it, and uh, which was fun because you know we got to enjoy it and had the folks enjoy it for a little bit. But uh, unfortunately, he needed it back, you know, to put in his own arcade. But uh, it it was cool. I like I like the artwork. I think the the main thing is it's just hard, and I, I don't know if Borg meant to you know Gary said, hey, make this one hard, but. Across the board, just like so many people don't like it because it's the the shots are tight. It's a it's a difficult and game. And the scoring is weird. Yeah. And I think it's that hard that's not a fun hard per se, like Black Knight or Iron Man or Walking Dead, where right. it's more hard as like, I don't think this was made correctly or some things weren't <laughs> thought through. Uh, like why would you make that shot the hardest shot in the game one of the most important i don't know um however hasn't stopped me from wanting the house specifically for that reason of persistent level up um god i just wish they would i wish they would retroactively do that to some games and there's the the fear that i thought of and other people like well if you have this persistent progression then you'll beat the game sooner and then you won't want to play it uh well uh, we can talk about that more later when Dana and I talk about roguelikes. That's that's kind of the point is that you beat it over and over. But when you keep beating it, even in this game, gets it. Okay, well, you beat it, but then you unlock more stuff like Wolverine and Captain America and Hulk. And in roguelikes, you unlock cooler shit. So, yeah, it takes a while while you build up and then beat it. But then you get even more shit. Um, so I don't, hey, I don't... excuse my ignorance, <clears throat> but mm. there might be some people at home who are uh, on my level. Um, uh-huh. Roguelikes. What what is that? God, I, I wish Dana was here, so I'm not okay. Well, we'll I'll, we'll do this is more that a, with Dana. Like a style of of yeah. video game. Okay. So roguelike is a yeah, it's a um, it's a style of video game that has gotten very very popular in the last five years. It's been around for a long time. I'm not going to be you know the, the historian quick on it. Um, mm-hmm. Dana and I prepare a little more, but. It's really essentially the basics of a roguelike is it's a game with very, a very simple concept, you know, as simple as like Mario jumping. But um, Mm -hmm. one of those popular games is called Binding of Isaac, which is 
It's a top down, looks like Zelda. And it's very, it fits the electric, electric bat, you know, arcade perfectly. It's awesome. I love that game. Fuck. Yeah. It's you're shooting. Do, do you have it on steam? Can I play it? Yeah. Yes, and, okay. It. I guess spoiler alert for when Dana's on, she's put over 1400 hours into this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause awesome. you can see in steam how much she's played. Yeah. So it's a very simple game and it starts out just like, Oh, you're just shooting things. And then over time, your bullets get bigger. You unlock more characters. You go deeper and deeper in the game. This is is Diablo over. considered a rogue like? No, a, a big proponent to roguelikes and why it fits pinball more than anything is that you you die a lot. Like so, in pinball, you drain three balls easily, mm. you know, and it's over. In roguelike, okay. it's the same thing. It's usually very hard. So you start out and you play to a couple levels and you fucking die. It's like frustrating and hard, but. Every time you do, you level up a little bit. So the next time it's a little easier, you can get a little farther, you can get a little farther, then you have bigger weapons, you have more health, you can get farther and farther the more you play. So pinball, it's, that's why it makes sense for it. Of it. You start a very simple concept, two buttons and a flipper, or and a ball, and then you die fast, but then next time you can get farther and farther and farther. Um, it's kind of what a roguelike is. Um, Dark Souls is technically kind of a roguelike. Um, yeah, it's a style. Okay, but it's very, very popular, and it's 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 most popular for people that it's it lends itself to multiple playthroughs. Where a game like Skyrim or things like you know Diablo, you put in forty to a hundred hours, and then you beat it, and you're like, all right, you know maybe I'll play a little more. But uh, roguelikes cool. are you know you start out with three minute games, and then over time <clears throat> the games become fifteen minutes long, and then twenty minutes long, and then an hour long, and. Well, now, so Ray Day has some input on the rules here. I wonder if he's a roguelike fan, and that's why he's headed in that direction. He mentioned, when I had him on last time and I was talking about this, he just mentioned in the private Discord a couple days ago that he was biting his tongue when him and I were talking about it because he was coding it into Venom. He's like, it took everything I had not to say something. And I was like, oh, we should do this. And he's like, yeah, we fucking are, man. (laughs) Uh, Which is awesome. I sent him a text uh, yesterday. Um, can neither confirm or deny the answer, but I said, "Tell me you've coded the roguelike element of more life slash balls at a certain level." As in, once you get to a certain level, you'll have more life to play with, Dude, more, more balls. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a huge um, in in roguelike video games. It's one of the biggest things. Well, over time I, you I get think more they're life. at point point seven right now, so there's there's room. Yeah. Yep, we'll see. Venom. I think we've talked to that to death and so has anyone else, but uh, another game that's been on my mind all the time and lately is The Walking Dead. And specifically, I love the game. Mm-hmm. I like the premium and LE way more than the pro um, for two main reasons. The light show being the number one reason. And when you even look at Stern's like feature matrix... I don't even think they list that much like color changing inserts, but the GI and the lighting code is so different and it's what drew me into this game. So I've been, fuck, I, I really want to get a walking dead premium or play it more. Are you guys a walking dead owner? Z- there is a walking dead and in both Tempe and Flagstaff. They're both Bro. pros. They're both pros and we love them. And I'm lightly trying to talk Rachel into letting us get and uh, our friend is selling a home use only le with the topper and uh mm. i'm trying uh, i'm playing around with the idea 
of getting it, um, depending on what Rachel says, of course. She keeps me in check. What say uh, you? It looks <laughs> like a yes to me. That <laughs> <laughs> looks like a yes. I mean, if, if there's two in the arcades, like, what are we going to do with a third? I mean, I understand that it's different. In an eight, a home use only LE, we are not going to put that on location. So why would – it doesn't make sense for me to exactly. buy. Exactly. That's going to go right next to the cold plunge. Yeah. Right. You're getting a cold plunge. Did you get it installed yeah, yet? Yeah, it's, it's on the way. It's in Sacramento. Man, we are so uh, on the truck. Of course, you got everybody who pays attention to anything knows how hot it is in Phoenix right now. <laughs> and man, we have been like—I mean, we will come home. We, we would use that thing probably three times a day. Uh, just like, where is this thing? Yeah, we ordered it like what three or four months ago. I mean, uh, weeks ago. Yeah, like Fourth of July, we ordered it. Yeah. It should be here soon. And I think we're on about our thirtieth day of 115 degrees out here. Uh, today it's a little bit humid because we finally got rain after four months or something last night. So it's 115 and humid today. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's your AC at? Just just on as cold as it goes and just <laughs> see what happens. At home we keep it as you know between 78 and 80. Blech. Yeah, I'd be melting at that right now. I have mine at 72. It's so good. Oh, Kayla and so. I would freeze. What's your oh. what's your winter uh winter down there? What what is your temperature in the winter in a house? Oh, we Same. don't even use anything. Yeah, most most winters we don't use the heater much. We use the bed jet, bed heater. Nice. Um but I don't know, it's in the it's probably what like in the upper 60s in the house, Kale? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to complete, I shouldn't have asked why the fuck are we talking about weather and temperature? Uh, the other game on my mind is America's <laughs> most haunted. Oh, I spooky. Okay, okay. So now you're bringing uh-huh. these up because you're thinking about purchasing them for a no, short time. No, not necessarily. No? Well, they always, once they get in there, they're kind of mm-hmm. like, they're swimming around little mosquitoes. Have you already owned the walking dead? Twice. Yep. Okay. So you know um, all about it. It's a great game. Oh, I've well, the first time I played it was an Ellie, and I, this, I think I've said this before, but forgive mm-hmm. me. When I first played the game, I had heard good things. I played it, I fell in love with it, and the thing I fell in love with is like the mood and the lighting and all this was awesome, and the shots. Yeah. It's just like everything it ticked and every the box, rules. all of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I yeah. played it at the arcade the first time, and I couldn't really just I couldn't figure out all the rules myself, mm-hmm. but I um I was like, this is I want more time on it. So I, when I got one got home and I had a pro and I kept noticing that something just seems different, but all the lighting is like, Oh shit. Uh, I can't believe how different this was, but I still like the pro a lot. And the Walker bombs aren't on there. I think it's way more stripped than, than people say. And the left ramp, I, at least the ones I've played, I've never found a problem on the premium or LE. Like it's a little different, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd much rather have it lift up and do the, the bicycle girl bash toy for the, um, the multi-kill weapon personally, but, sure. but you no, know, America's most haunted, um, because I went to buy a Foo Fighters LE the other day at a, a an acquaintance's house, and he had a severely impressive just lineup of, of games, and I think they're kind of close friends with some of the spooky people. And um, he had both an America's Most Haunted, which I had never played, uh, in there, and then he had a populated America's Most Haunted playfield on the wall. Uh, they got gave it to him for his birthday, 
And I had never played America's Most Haunted. I'm like, oh, that thing probably doesn't work, right? He's like, no, it works. Because I just, you know, spooky games. So I just mm, figured right. it probably doesn't work. He's like, no, it works. It's actually great. I'm like, ah, yeah, well, I'll play it, you know. And I thought it was awesome. So, yeah, I played two games and he walked me through as much of the rules as he could. Callouts were a little like mad, but easily my favorite spooky game that I've played. Even more than TNA, I just liked. Wow. I mean, I wow. like the I like the theme. I really like the ghost. I like the the uh, expression lights quote, whatever you mm-hmm. call them in there. Yeah. Uh, this thing, I mean, it works. So I don't know if it's a bitch to maintain if they're always busted. So let's just assume like a perfect working example and they never break. My impression was I want to play a lot more of it. I just fuck. It felt good. It shot good. All the I liked all the shots on it. Um. I liked it way more than Halloween. I liked it way more than Scooby-Doo. I liked it better than TNF. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going through the list just to restate what I already did. But mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, it, you like it better than... Yeah, Rick and Morty yeah. is probably my least favorite spooky that I've played. And it never works. Um, the one locally. I don't know. Are you guys right. familiar with spooky games working? Are they usually <laughs> how's, how's Scooby-Doo? Like you said last time, that thing is just kill, killing it. So how's it earning today? How's it doing? <laughs> Who, who wants to go What's with funny? It? It's uh, folded up in the back. Why is that? Well, uh, the 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 upper flippers don't work if there's right. a ball in the game. Right. A lot of other things started happening. So our buddy Mark, who actually, who owns that one, um, opened it up and took a look at the, the CPU. And it looks like it was underwater for like, I don't know, a week. And then right. to dry it off, they put it in a very hot oven for a few days the whole thing looks like just melted and all the solder is like just cracked and busted i i think it's somebody's first surface mount solder experience or was sitting in a where i don't know how this happened and i can't believe that it worked as long as it did they're um supposedly they're supposed to be sending a new board and we'll see what that one is like but yes it is it is unplayable currently so it is not out on the floor but again whenever it's when it's up and working people love that game the problem is the up and working part and like with the america's most haunted my experience with america's most haunted was same same friend uh, mark got his i think he got the 10th one so we played it, and, and out of the box, there were trough issues. And it had to do I, – it's been many, many years. But I, I believe it had to do with the way that their trough switches were engineered. And it, so they had to do a little work on that. So that one, uh, after it began working, it was kind of fun and cool in a way like, oh, somebody made a pinball machine at home, and it's – they made more than one you know it's it's kind of in between homebrew and production quality right because you have all that early 3d printed stuff the the call outs are very like yeah they're bad you know we did this at night at a party kind of it's just it's funny but not professional right yeah and and this isn't meant to be like this was like we have hope for for them as a company because they've proven that they can do way more than what you know any other um homebrew folks had had accomplished and i think it's kind of like cool as a marker in pinball history for that purpose 
but I don't enjoy playing it more than like, you know, once every few months at a friend's house kind of thing, just as like, oh yeah, that was kind of fun. It's certainly not a game I would want to own. And it's 100% not a game I would choose to operate. I think most spooky games are probably fine for most home use applications. It really is just not being able to cut it with heavy use in a public location. That's the that's the problem that most of them run into. Unless it's Halloween. That I think that was a problem yeah, one, no matter where you had it. Yeah, that one should <laughs> and, and just to clear things up with our relationship with Spooky, because I, I know I get a, a lot of messages uh, on the socials, you know, like, hey, you got burned again. You know, yeah. you're just you're throwing away money. So the, the reason we have and we're we're very grateful. The reason we have these Spookies at the bat is because our, our friend Mark uh, brings them out. Yeah, he, he operates a lot of the machines in the bat and um uh, both locations, actually, and he has his own location here in in Phoenix, uh, North Mountain Brewery. Go go out there and play; it's a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, he has been uh, supporting Spooky from the get go, so he gets every what is it tenth machine. He and and he's yeah. a collector, so he's he's gonna get these machines, and he's nice enough to let the public play him. So. Uh, it's not like we're, we're, we're getting super burned or anything. Um, we know just, what we're in for. Yeah, we know what we're in for. You're not getting burned because you're not paying for them or because? Well, well, yeah, us personally, you know, they, they, they kind of, you know, people will <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, they got you again, you stupid fuck. And we're like, uh, <laughs> well, I guess they got our friend, but, but he's going to, yeah, he's going to collect them either way. He's just nice enough to let the public play him for the two weeks that they, they work. So. Um, <laughs> Let me ask the question. They announce a next spooky game. Let's say it's, I don't know, what's what's a great thing? Scooby Doo, whatever. Let's say E-Man. Ah, shit, like a pretty good theme. Would you personally invest money to bring it on location? No. no. Okay, that was. But okay. again, we're grateful that Mark does because it's, I mean, it's really just him being generous. Like we want people to be able to experience this. You know, it's likely not going to hold up um but it's they're fun and they're different and they're they are a manufacturer making stuff so like how it it's very cool that that they're out there to be played um but again we all mark included knows what we're in for but he also wants to support spooky like we want to see more manufacturers out there he wants to believe and and help them get to maybe a place where the machines are more stable hmm. it's yeah. it's a generosity of spirit not a not yeah. us and, being blind to what uh, what's out right. there right and at the same time i kind of see it as like a public service like this is for other operators. This is what you're going to run into. And we and I have had two operators get in touch with me who haven't received their Scoobies yet, thinking they're they're going to back out and just lose their what thousand dollar deposit, hmm. so they don't end up you know getting screwed. Yeah, that sucks. But again, spooky. We did just bring our TNA back from Flagstaff to Tempe. It's working great, and it's crushing it dollars wise so scott denisi yeah made a uh 
made a fantastic spooky game that people love and it's working well. Coming from a home owner of that game, that has thus far been the hardest game for me to sell. I don't know how much money I lost on the CE, but mm. way more than I should have. Um, yeah. And I and I, I think that's a great location game. It's a great party game. But, you know, if it's like maybe not invest in something for uh, the location, I'd say the same thing for home. Like that's one that flip a coin if you're going to get burned or not. It seems to be. Yeah. Uh, for what And to worth. be clear, we have the original. We don't have the ones that they just remade recently. Another game on my mind, which is not a stern, is Pirates of the Caribbean. I've played that game four times total, maybe at the most in my life. And that was a hundred percent. If it was around in, in a five hour radius at a normal price, yeah. I guess normal, f- even for this, like Stern LE or under 13 grand or under like not $20,000, I would a hundred percent have one at home. I think it is just, there is so much in it. And a lot of it's cause I don't know. I don't have a lot of time on it. So people that own the game probably like, yeah, it's old hat. It's, it's this, it's that. But mm-hmm. I've, you know, I played it again at this guy's house after America's Most Haunted, Haunted, and um, such a fun game. There's so much in it. Um, as far as the comments online about the theme not being fully pirates and kind of like generic pirates instead of Pirates of the Caribbean, like, fucking whatever. I mean, Jurassic <laughs> Park too. I don't. Right. I never think, oh, this is a Jurassic Park. So where's my Jeff Goldblum? Where's I don't fuck off? It's a game. It's great. Uh, it's ah, people complain about the stupidest shit, but pirates. Man, I don't know. Do you, have you guys ever had one? Do you have a lot of time playing one? Are you fans? We, we, we don't have one, but our, again, our buddy Mark has one. So we played at his house from time to time. It's been a while. I played one at Expo before when it still had the three spinning yeah. discs, like the very original one. It had the mm-hmm. very spiky stuff on the lockdown bar. Um, that was an experience. <laughs> I think it's cool, but for me, it it has there's too many choices and I'm, 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 I'm a Trader Joe's kind of person. I, I want less choices sure. and I want them all to be good. I, I don't want to have to choose between yeah. 88 guys, you know, that that's, it's too much. I, I appreciate what they're doing, but that style is not, um, not my preference. Yeah. You know, studies it's cool, a cool show, game though. It's cool. When studies show when you give the customer too many options, they always pick the wrong one. That and the things I, my favorite book of the last <clears throat> 10 years, I've only probably re- 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 I've read two, maybe. Well, yeah, The Paradox of Choice, uh, really good book. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, when they say more money, more problems, and like that shit actually is true, you know, like when you have choice, man, it fucks you up. Yep. Give me two, the good one or the bad one. I'll take the fucking good one. Don't, <laughs> don't give me 20 in like varying levels. Uh, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, aside from the character select thing, which also kind of overwhelmed me with choice, just like the game and the, and the pirate ship and all the stuff you could do. But um, Jersey Jack seems to know how to, I think, bring people in, at least like look at the spectacle. Um, are your Jersey right. Jack games still doing well? Are you guys, because you have Godfather, right? Anything mm-hmm. else? Yeah, we have uh, Godfather, Toy-, Toy Story, and Dialed In. Um, of those three, Toy Story and Godfather are doing the best by a little bit um godfather certainly dropped off remember we were doing the godfather of foo fighters thing yeah. they both came in a day apart from each other um godfather has dropped off but it is holding up um 
you know, it's not breaking down or anything and people are enjoying it. I played it in tournament the other night, had a great time. Uh, it has some, some hardcore fans at the arcade. We'll, we'll see as the same few folks on it a lot. Um, it's a good time. So yes, Jersey Jack games, they're all toy story. I really, aside from like to change rubbers and clean the play field and stuff in, I don't know, maybe six months, I think there was one switch that I had to adjust. So that game, I can't believe how well that game um, has been holding up. Dialed in has a couple of small issues here and there, nothing major. Um, So all three of the Jersey Jack games, you know, they're expensive. So the return on investment is very slow compared to other games, but but they're really cool games, and you know, like Kale's always like, "Hey, let's bring this one home. Let's bring this one home." Godfather is probably on the of the games that we actually currently own. That's the one I think that he would like to bring home the most, just because it has. There's so much to do in it, and there's a lot of cool shots, and uh, it's it's fun, and it does have some of that. You know, you, you're choosing your choosing your family, choosing your skill shot, choosing some stuff. It feels a little less overwhelming to me than than something like Pirates. Yeah. Um, the last game top of my mind right now is Elvira's House of Horrors, um, mainly because I just got one. And uh, that was very similar to Pirates to me, where I've only played like two or three times on location, but I really wanted to play it more. Again, so for me, I have to fucking buy one, otherwise drive two hours every time I want to play a game for 50 cents. So it it honestly makes more economical sense to like get a game and just sell it for roughly the same price. It's almost cheaper. Fucking kill me. It's God, it's 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 tiring. But I have Elvira's House of Horrors and I've been playing it kind of nonstop during work hours uh, the last day. Um, Wow, that game. It's uh, they're not fucking around in that game. Um, There's so much to it. Like it's a stack heavy like code wise i mean a lot of people out there have played the shit ton so like oh tell me more but it's you can stack (laughs) so much shit all the time and the shots almost all of them are like makeable almost all the time and i can see how i can personally see how it probably won't last super long because i've already gotten pretty far just in the few games i've played it um i just right before we started this that fucking clown uh the deadheads you know to the right Mm-hmm. Um, I got to the last one, the, what's his fucking name? Yeah. The clown son of a bitch. Um, well, he's basically like the, the last, you, you fight three of them and then there's the last deadhead. Um, and it's this fucking crazy clown and it's the kind of the wizard mode of that little mode. There's like, you know, one, two, three, four, five or six different like branches of modes in that game. And it's just one of them. It's a bash toy for those who haven't played it. Um, and I had one shot away from killing him and he <clears> fucked <throat> me up. Um, so I almost drop kicked the machine. Um, and the haunts, I think a couple of them are way too many shots to finish the haunts. Holy shit. You need like 50 shots and you don't even have enough time. And then there's like the, uh, I don't know what it's called, but like the upper left window haunt mode, whatever that one's called. I, I, I can't, I've only played it for like a day, so I don't know what the names of them are. It's only like three shots and then one more to finish it. And then there's another shot, the werewolf one where hit an orbit and then 70 other shots. Good luck. Fuck. 
Uh, it seems weird, but there's got to be something, maybe junk in the trunk weapons or something that cuts down on some of those shots. But yeah, I'm, I'm in the like honeymoon phase is not the right term. I'm in the, maybe cause I'm not like over the moon, like this is the best game ever. Everyone's got to get it, but I'm, you know, it's the unknown still, and I'm still learning. I'm still having a lot of fun. It's not old hat like Jurassic park. Um, you guys have a Elvira? Oh yeah. Does it do well? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, we have one of the first ones off the line. We we picked it up at Expo when they, I, I guess it was the debut. So they, I don't, Wason from Stern, he called them prototypes. I don't know if they technically call them, but anyway, internally they call them prototypes, what we picked up. And uh, I mean, it, it works fine. We haven't run into any more issues than any other one. I mean, they, they seem to have... Uh, issues with the optos uh, all of a sudden your score will start ramping up out of nowhere and you'll have like a trillion points so it's real obvious if it happens but man fun game cool art fun story uh and and yeah you're right the shots are easy and all make sense there's nothing weird in it and and it's super approachable for for casuals i know uh rachel was very excited about this because uh you know, when she first brought it back to the arcade, she made sure we had the uh, the other two right next to it, so you could play them all in a yeah. row of of the Fantastic Trilogy, which yeah. uh, you know Doc <laughs> likes me to refer them as. I love this game. You know, what at, you at think the about beginning, it, I think some of the first runs more than the later ones had some optos that had a, were a little problematic, but we swapped out most of those, so it's been relatively stable. There's another known um, seems to be known because it's happened to several of them that I know of, that the game will begin to just have reset issues. And the fix for it, for whatever reason, is burn a new SD card, pop it in, and that seems to solve it. So if if you're out there and have a house of horrors and are having reset issues, burn a new uh, SD image. You can get it off the Stern website, throw it in the game, and that will, um, I don't know why that happens, but it, Right now, our House of Horrors is pretty stable, and I love it. It gets a lot of play. It's funny. I love the mood. Um, I actually just put some trough lighting in it yesterday. I just oh. installed some some more lighting. How does it look? I think it's a great game. It's uh, it's beautiful. It, it helps. Um, it helps light it up if you're Did in a you dark just room. Use cool white, or what do you color you using? Yeah. I, well, I think it, I. I bought a whole bunch of those and I think I bought the sunlight at Comet, but on that game, cool white would probably be the, that would match the rest of the lighting the best. But I mean, you don't, you don't really notice the difference between sunlight and cool white while you're playing it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it lights up the bottom of that, of the play field there. People love that game. People gravitate towards Elvira. She's a known entity and like who doesn't love Elvira? I think uh bad my, people that's who doesn't right <laughs> right I was about to say my nephew so but I mean uh no I, he's he's pretty cool but I I think he'll be like he's 7 so I think when he sees a back glass he'll be like sup like I just want to look at your game why why you keep looking at this game I don't know you know yeah um and I'll be like get out of here mm-hmm. uh yeah Elvira I'm uh hmm there's a there's this um Lyman thing, but it's also in Foo Fighters. Basically, the left side three drop target kind of thingy. You know, like in Walking Dead, you hit the the food, the the weapon, 
and the uh, uh, what's the other one? Health or first aid. Three shots. Foo Fighters, you hit the three drop targets for leveling up the van. Elvira, you hit the three left shits for junk in the trunk. There's so many hit the three left things in these games. Uh, every fucking game. So when in doubt, when you go up to a game, just hit left things and um, then some ramps and you'll probably do well. But th- that's what I've, I'm, I'm going to have a Walking Dead in like two days, Saturday morning, my old Walking Dead Pro and I'm contemplating getting a premium and then having both for like until one of them sells like an idiot. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be hitting a lot of left drop targets. I have a Foo Fighters right now and Elvira and then Walking Dead. So every single game hit three left shits. Um, that maybe should stop. You know, maybe don't do that. I think it should what? be four. <laughs> yeah, that's the solution. Um, <laughs> what, are you, what have you guys been playing? At the bat, are you um, just too busy? 60th shit? anniversary. Stop. And I both, yeah, like one of us is supposed, we're both supposed to be working and then you like go in the room you hear and like, well, that's a familiar noise. And then one of us will find the other one, you know, not fixing the thing they were supposed to be fixing, but playing a game of uh, 60th anniversary. And it's not just us. That game is doing incredibly well still. I really misjudged that. I thought that that game was going to be a game that, aficionados would love just because of the rarity and you know it's but yeah made by elwin made by elwin everybody loves that game randos that don't know the difference between that and uh and a bad cats like people are everybody loves that game and it's doing very very well i'm thinking um yeah we we might need to that that might need to just be a permanent fixture at the back. I, yeah, and and I think we also kind of play it yeah. a lot because we're borrowing it from a friend, <clears throat> um, and you know eventually if he wants it back, he might not want it back. You know he's making a good bit of money off of it, but you know if he wants it back, you know we're, we're trying to get our plays in there. But um, you know since we've heard, you can kind of get it for you know much less than a twenty dollar price tag now 20, we 000. might have to end up getting uh, yeah twenty thousand twenty dollars <laughs> i'd take one for 20 bucks <laughs> i'll take 10 yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a lot i'll take 100 of them but they yeah. i i don't include me on everyone i don't like that game at all i find it boring as shit um maybe if it was a different theme yeah but for me i don't know i just i didn't enjoy it some games you know mm-hmm. i think it's Man different strokes it's got the play one more game play one more no. game play one more game on my I second think... ball is like i'm just i drained on purpose i think i was like i don't fucking hmm. so i i think what it is for me and and rachel can tell you if that's how she feels it's it's the competitive players like dream machine it's like it's the perfect tournament machine like every every shot is dangerous um and if you make it you're, you're going to get a, a great bonus that's going to pull you through. Um, and it's, you know, it's got, it's got short, uh, you know, ball times, which I think like we thought the casuals wouldn't enjoy, but apparently they do. Um, yeah. But for me, it's like, okay, this is, this is a sweet game that when you're, you're playing, you're in that competitive. Yeah, mindset. And maybe that's the reason you don't like it, Jason. Cause you seem to really like not seem to you, like story driven like you're you're taking a trip through mm-hmm. through the pinball machine and bond 60th is 100 percent not that right i uh 
it's strange. I think maybe if I was in a more heavily populated pinball place, I I would be because I like playing with friends and I like I don't like playing Jurassic Park with friends or Lord of the Rings because it's like here we go mm -hmm. here's a half hour you know but I like Black Knight I like Walking Dead that kind of the short stuff but um, right. that game possibly um, but I'm the same way with most games I mean even my kind of style of like getting a game and then selling it quick or whatever I don't like repetitive same old shit for the sake of a number going up like I don't. I don't fucking find that. You like, should satisfying. come out here and visit us for a week and then play at the bat every single day. So that way you have access to like 60 machines a day yeah. oh. and then see how that affects what you I think it'd be different. Towards. Yeah. Then I would. Well, yes. Another game that though, the first time I played it in, a, in the same category, both games, the first time I played Iron Man, I fell in love by ball two. I was like, I fucking love this game. It's a great and, game. Same with Black Knight Sword of Rage um, immediately because it kicked my ass. And so I, I really like those games. But um, yeah, I guess to your point in Black Knight, I'm not looking for score chase. I'm looking to fill up that wheel with all the lights and and beat the beat the wizard mode. And same with Iron Man is. I think there's a to our conversation earlier, if, if the code keeps going Venom style, progression, progression, awesome. Then there's a great spot for something like Iron Man where like you can get to the wizard mode and do everything in one ball. In fact, that's the only way you can do it. You have to do everything in one life, lack of a better phrase. I think that's great. So it's been Bond and that's it. That's all you guys play when you catch each other. Uh, eight, eight ball. I'm oh, playing yeah, eight, eight ball. ball. Uh, a classic game. And, and that's another... Like, all those classics are great for tournaments. So, and I really think, uh, you know, everybody should have at home, you know, they should have a modern game with ramps, you know, and a nice modern stern, and then throw a classic valley or a classic stern in there. Uh, but, it, you know, in tournaments, they're like the, the great equalizer. You know, it has, uh, you, know, so, you know, a lot of the, the new players can, can beat some of the, the more experienced ones at these classic games where you don't have to, like, know – a bunch of rules to really blow it up. Um, yeah. So we've been playing eight ball. We've been, uh, and, and TNA cause, cause we just relocated that back to the Tempe location. So we've been playing that a good bit. It's such a, a strange, like you guys are so lucky to be in this, um, what you guys are doing at, at the electric bat, having one of the biggest arcades in the world for pinball. That's just not how it is. in, in a lot of the, country or like where i live it's just so like all these so lucky to have all these games around and um you know it's just not uh i wish i could be in that mindset i guess is is my point it's like yeah you're kind of almost stuck back in the 90s when or early 90s in a good way when the arcades were like street fighter and mortal Kombat, and you would go to the mm -hmm. arcade for that tournament vibe and to play it and now it's i mean that evolution was all right well just play halo at home and play super smash brothers we still have mortal kombat and street fighter so you can play those at the back too yeah do people still get down yes yeah people still play casuals you know we've got area 51 in there that's always yes um busy um ms mm -hmm. pat galaga all of those games because if you're uncomfortable playing pinball like it's new to you and you know you don't for whatever reason that's not what you feel like doing they will always play those classics because everybody remembers those. Even if you're too young to remember them being in the arcades, there's just, you know, you've played 
the later versions, you know, you play MK11 on your PlayStation, so you see like, oh damn, this is this is you know, we have Ultimate Mortal Kombat three in the arcade. Oh, good. Yeah, and and bubble hockey. Bubble hockey gets a lot of play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, folks like coming in, grabbing a beer, and just because it's it's so obvious what to do, right? right? You, um, and you you know, you get four players on there. And now, or even three friends. It's a great game. We like, you know, you and two buddies. Hey, what do we play? Well, we can all play bubble hockey. You know, have one guy on one side, two on the other. Um, uh, play the game. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like lucky about, We we can't bring up the electric bat without you know giving a shout out to all the other arcades, arcades in the valley. It really is. This this scene is amazing. Uh, I mean, you have Starfighters that has, you know, just as many machines as Electric Bat. Uh, when you sent me a video, uh, I think it was the f- before you joined this podcast, oh, so long ago, 1986 or whenever this started, mm-hmm. you sent me a video because I was about to review Iron Man. And I think yes. you two were in the video. You sent me a video of either Rachel playing Iron Man, but it was upper level, not the Electric that, Bat. Do you remember what our that, that was? That was Castle and Coasters. That, that uh, Rachel can tell you more about that place. It's an amusement park, m- uh, mini golf, uh, arcade. Uh, a- actually, you know, Rachel, so back in the day, they used to have a lot more pinball machines, right? Yeah, it's a two-story. The arcade part is two stories. And there used to even just be like a full shooting gallery in there, like with the the old like animatronic guys with the tin cans and all that. So Nice. But the the middle, the center pit was all pinball machines. I don't know. At the time, it seemed like a lot, like 35 or so down there, which, you know, that was a lot. And that's where we used to play. When you went to the arcade, the upper floor is all, um, at the time, was all like classic video game arcades. And it was just a blast. It, It has since kind of not... The pinball machines are not maintained as well as some of the oh. other arcade locations are, and the I know what that's like. classic video games are mostly <laughs> converted to Raw Thrills style games. Still a cool place, it, but mm. you know the the people who grew up here have a lot of nostalgia for that spot. But yeah, like Kale was saying, there's there's our friends own a um, own a, a like a, a retro store a vintage store called atomic age modern and they used to have just a couple of ems in there that were restored that you could sell or that they were selling or you could play them and now they've got i don't know 10 or 11 pinball machines in there and are hosting tournaments which is three doors down from another arcade called level one and diagonal from another arcade slash tap room called bri so there's like one street uh, you know, a few miles away. With yeah, I'm telling you, you got to come yeah, out here and, and see what it could be like. You'd and, like you'd, you'd be able to take what's that really exciting. <laughs> what's really exciting about those guys, um, the Atomic Age Modern. I mean, they're they're throwing tournaments now and having like what thirty to forty people showing yeah, up. Forty and, something. We're going and, there tonight. Yeah, yeah. and this it is a, an important lesson for any arcades around the country. This is how we did it. This is how Atomic Age Modern is doing it. They show up and hang out with the people. They're owners that befriend the people, talk to the, uh, the the other players on social media, keep in contact with them. I mean, not in a know, smarmy t- way either. I mean, they 
love it. The whole family. It's a, right. it's a family the, of four, and they just all four of them show up to the tournaments and have a great time. And and when right. you love something like that, it just it shows, and and it's it's contagious, and you want to go be around it. Sure, that's it, so important for building uh, a community. I mean, that, that's what Taylor Swift did. That's what Lady Gaga did. They, they started by getting in touch and really personally knowing the fans. And uh, and you can do the same thing with an arcade. You know, if anybody's out there like, how you know how the fuck do you do this? You have to enjoy it and get out there. And, and like, not in a car salesman way, you know, really mean it. You know, don't have dollar signs in your eyes. Like, get to know these people and befriend them. And, and they'll, they'll take care of you. Speaking of your arcade, you sent me a text earlier that I didn't fully grasp. Maybe you can mm-hmm. grasp it for me. Uh-oh. But I got to be careful. Is this a... You ready? Is this radio safe? Uh, movie studios promoting <laughs> new releases at the bat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that started with Mortal Kombat? Is that yeah, right, Yeah, Mortal Rachel? Kombat was the first studio promotion. And that was cool because they brought this, like... That You're was saying like a six foot- recent? Not 90s Mortal Kombat. Recent, yeah, okay. Most a couple recent years ago, one. yeah. Then, then the folks that did John Wick came out, and so we're we're having these tournaments, and they're sponsoring the tournaments and bringing all kinds of swag. They brought us, I think, like fifty of the John Wick coins, a bunch of shirts, a bunch of other stuff, and so now Gran Turismo is is sponsoring some stuff at the bats. So we're gonna have a big old Gran Turismo sponsored tournament they're bringing us all kinds of swag and passes and they come Shit. and promote the movie you know at at the bat it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for us that's cool as yeah. hell and and speaking of john wick right jason do you have some news for uh, us uh, 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 i am starring in the no um yeah there's a rumored <laughs> uh, john wick rumored game Nap Arcade, Jason Nap Arcade. What's up? I think I think he's a listener, but he's killing it again with all these. Hey, this this uh, theme, He Man. Nope, just kidding. Harry Potter. Nope, just kidding. Fuck. Uh, whiplash of of news and, and unnews. But yeah, John Wick is r- rumored to be what a stern title, um, something like that. Uh, gut reaction. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I like John Wick, but I mean, I would care. I will care if they do it full R-rated. Like, I mean, those movies are fun as shit to watch, and the the, the violence of it is great. But if they make a dumbed-down John Wick, you know, a la Godfather, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like this isn't even really, you know, against my own comment earlier about Jurassic Park not being fully Jurassic Park, I think it's different with John right. Wick. Like, you gotta you can't just be, um, hey, I'm Keanu Reeves, but if that is, and I know people love the movies, and I like the movies, I don't love them, but they're they're fine. Um, there's a recent post, um, that, uh, I think Jack Danger put, uh, being in LA with quote, I don't know if on Instagram or social media that, uh, with a legend. Hmm. Yeah. Future business. Does Keanu yes, I saw that too. He, he reposted a photo of him and one of the Stern execs going, uh, the story has disappeared now, but they, they said they went North of comic-con which is in san diego uh-huh. and la is north of san diego yeah uh, back when i used to live in san diego it only took about 30 minutes to get there it probably takes three hours now and it was still north back uh, then i believe yeah still but it was still north yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah so he went to go visit somebody for top secret business work um i don't know keanu reeves 
in LA. Does, I mean, that that narrows it down. Absolutely I know zero it doesn't do shit. Yeah. No, he li- but he lives there. He lives in LA. So does fucking. So does like everybody. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, like, but but check this out. If if he is also working on the rumored Matrix game, he that's two birds with one stone. We'll talk about all of them. Keanu. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to. <laughs> Even though, but it, the the rumor yeah, is great. not that Jack is working on this, right? It's supposedly know. Borg. Oh, right. But who knows? Who knows? who knows? Let's go find some guy on Reddit. See what he says. Yeah. Where's yeah. the teeth guy? Hey, what do you got to say? He's been radio silent, man. That guy just went into a closet. Is, like, isn't that weird? How he kind of like disappeared? Oops. Like, hey, guy, if you were listening yeah. to us, we want to have you on the show. Yeah. We won't even say your name. We won't even look at your video. You can put a black hood over your face. We'll give you a voice changer. You'll be like one of those guys. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah, heard. It's, it's like when the FBI informant right. goes on 60 oh, Minutes. That'd be yeah. fucking great. To catch Come a on, dude. I'll, I'll get oh, you a yeah. flipping out uh, hat. I'll get you a swag, dude. Uh, <laughs> teeth guy from Reddit. Please come on the show. Let's pick your brain. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not going to be weird. I mean, it'll probably be weird for you. Not for us. It'll be great. Um, yeah, we'll have fun. Yeah, we're going to have great. You might have a terrible time, but it'll be good. But yeah, we'll find out what he thinks about John Wick and the Matrix, and and we'll we'll rub his nose in the fact that he's wrong about teeth. However, circumventing the John Wick and the Matrix, and I think a year of Keanu would be great. Um, but everyone lives in L.A., so it could be fucking anything. Um, November, even more rumors that uh, Stranger Things is getting redone. I mean, that's been going Ooh. on forever. I mean, Gomez has kind of just talked openly in the past, like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's coming. And right. they're like, oh, wait, what? And then he says it again, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's totally coming. And then that that's exciting. People, you know, we at the same time, we put the Bond 60th in the arcade. We put a uh, Stranger Things premium oh, in the arcade. Yeah. And man, people love, love, love that game. And man, I have to say the premium's the way to go. Oh, yeah. That, that projector. No contest. Um, and I don't know what else it does. The ball locker. But what? Yeah. just the projector alone. It, man, that. Is that really gets people to drop some quarters? I think it's, it's fun. a brainer. I, it sounds like from the um, scuttlebutt, I'll say, from public things I hear and th- public things, non-public things, that it's most likely going to be just all of it included, where it has the exp- or not the expression lights, the UV kit, um, just baked in. Let's go. Yeah, let's Please. let us go. Um, all that. So if it is. I mean, if it somehow comes out at normal premium prices with all that fucking bargain of the century in a certain sense, I think it'll be more like Batman 66 Elviver pricing with with that in there. I hope they don't go super greed and ask like 15,000 for it. But at the same time, that would I don't know if they care about the used market because the used market right now, those games like 14, 15 grand with all that shit in it. Mm. Wouldn't screw them. I don't know. I mean, it's I don't like that more than anything in pinball. And that is aside from me getting bored with the game, the other 50% of when I move a game on is that I worry about them remaking it or something. And then I'd lose thousands of dollars. It's yeah. different. Cause I don't have a business that I'll just make money off of it. It's like, like for example, like I've been talking about Metallica recently and if they remade it, let's say I bought a Metallica pro right now in the used market. It's like, let's just say 8,000 whenever all said and done, give or take. I bought a Metallica Pro for 8000 Stern decides, we're going to vault it. We'll make it into Spike 2, and it's the same game. It's just like it's new, and we charge normal prices. So now a Pro is 7000 So the older version that's even worse would drop 
at least two, like, you know, I would lose $2,000 because Stern is not really transparent with games that are coming out and they kind of drop it out of nowhere. Not that they're, they, they care or they're in the business of trying to screw people, but that anxiety for me, I mean, I don't know who else is out there making millions of dollars, but to me, like $2,000 is still a lot of money that, you I'm know. really fortunate that Kel and I are like, think about this all the time how lucky we are that we don't have to worry about that that we can buy we can buy a galactic tank force and put it out if it comes out who knows if it's you know if they're gonna forgot about that game keep shipping (laughs) but we'll be able to put it out and then people will get to play it and nobody's gonna feel bad about putting a few bucks in there and like oh i had the experience whether they liked it or not and then you know if we if it if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't do well, we can sell it even at a loss and still be kind of breaking even. It's just a, we always feel very grateful that we don't have that same anxiety that, that you experience. How many plays on average do you put on a game, do you think, before you move it? Uh, I'll answer that What's question. What's the range? Yeah, I'll answer that question. Don't let me forget. But I think like the anxiety that you mentioned, which is very true, is I would say the majority of why Pinside, Facebook, whatever people out there are so vocal about things of, I mean, they are about video games or anything, but this is not video games where like, if you, let's say you didn't get any reviews in video games and it's like 60 bucks, like I don't care who you are, like 60 bucks is still nothing compared to $8,000. Give, I mean, $8,000 is a fucking car. It's like a year of mortgage for a lot of people. It's life-changing money. $60 is not, I mean, maybe i'm sorry out there but it's it's a big fucking difference so if you buy a game and it sucks well guess what you can you know steam refunds up to you play for two hours you can get refunded you buy a game like yeah you can't refund it but you can sell it on ebay and maybe lose like 15 percent. no big deal it's not a big deal pinball all these things are why like i have so much anxiety with games um all the time every time i get a game in here unless it's something that i know is like a pro or under $6,000 because that's where the most buyers out there, you can move a game no matter what, like under 6,000. Well, actually actually, I shouldn't say that because sometimes even then, but you're not LE prices, but that anxiety persists with the home buyer. I would say most people who are economically conscious or intelligent, it should, you shouldn't just, that's 15 grand. Who gives a fuck? I mean, good for you, man, but shit, I'm caring about my, my 401k, my savings, my future, my retirement, you know, should emergencies happen, you know, all this stuff. I get anxiety with the, the pinball machines to answer your question plays. Um, the range is I'd say under 200 for sure. Wow. Yeah. There's been times where under 10 and that anxiety hits me because mm-hmm. you will see, you know, it's true. Like people who toss rumors out there for nothing. I've had a game in the past. Um, and even Tron, when I owned it, the persistent rumors of if they remade a Tron. And when I had that Tron, that was busted shit. Again, a guy out there, fuck you, uh, you know, for ten and a half thousand dollars that had play field wear. If they vaulted that, I would suddenly lose probably half that money. Five thousand dollars gone for a game that's now mm-hmm. in shitty condition and Stern decided to vault it and didn't give anyone any heads up or whatever. Like, yeah, fuck. And that wouldn't feel great. And it would probably make me like burn out of the hobby and just be done with it. Again, I don't know many hobbies like this, that it's like buying a boat where you could suddenly get screwed uh, or a jet ski and shit. I'm going all over the place, but yeah, usually under 200 plays the most 
Um, I've probably played at my house for sure in order of most is Jurassic Park and then Lord of the Rings and then Foo Fighters. And then it kind of just drops like a, well, and Iron Man. So some of our games will get that kind of play in one day. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? So, I mean, just for, I was just, I think it's interesting, right? Like how much wear and tear. Well, that's the game at home, like enjoyment. a home use only. Mm-hmm. You want it, like, that's the other bullshit is like, the more you play a game, there's this anxiety for people buying games. How many plays does it have? You know, people have this magic number in their head that, well, if it's under a thousand plays, that's good. like, it, it's not out there, but you can kind of feel it in the ether of that's why people are asking. Like, I want to see low plays on a game before I'll even buy it. I had a game once with 13,000 plays because it was a route to Jurassic Park. Was it Jurassic Park? Something, a, a pro, a reason. And that was like a stinger every time, even though the price was rock bottom, it was in perfect condition. It still is like, it's better than some new inbox games I've had, but that plays number was some of it. It's like, wow, I have... $6,000 into something where because I played it a bunch, I didn't play that many, but you know, if you play a game a bunch, people are like, oh, it's worth less. And it's just, it sucks. That's not something that happens in video games. It doesn't happen when you're selling on eBay. Like how many plays does that Monopoly game have? I don't know. <laughs> Five billion? Fuck. All the pieces are right. there, dude. Um, so yeah, it's weird. You know, the difference when people <clears throat> play your game, every time they play it, you're getting money back. For me, it's the opposite. Every time I play a game, I'm like losing money almost in a way. So it's, it's fucking weird. It is really weird the value that people uh, place on that because you know one of our games with thirty thousand plays up Jeez. against another game with a thousand plays, like it's not we take care of the game so they're not beat to sh- like I think what people have in their mind of what a game with that number of plays looks like is not what that looks like. I think our Batman has about thirty thousand plays on it and it looks. Batman 66. Batman 66. That looks, it looks great. You know, there's a little shooter lane where I'm sure, but like the game is fine. It it looks good. It's not, you know, it doesn't, it it doesn't look road hard and uh, all that. I have, I have more fun with pinball machines than I bet most people do, especially on location when you don't have, the knowledge of that shit. Like early on when I was playing games, the first couple games I bought, I had no idea what like plays meant or like play field where I didn't even know. I mean, insert ghosting. I had no fucking idea, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Dim- dimples. Yeah. yeah. Dimples. These people fuck off. Um, who cares? But then I learned the hard way when I don't remember what it was, but there was a game I had with insert ghosting. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, that that's going to like ruin it one day or some shit. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. So then like I noticed like the offers for the game, like, you know, you lose money and you learn. So now I'm hyper aware of all these little details uh, from getting burned so many mm-hmm. different from ghosting to playfield wear to um, lying about the plays to lying about whatever. Like there's a lot of dishonest people out there and well, whatever, not to go down to the negative yeah. rat hole. I'll tell you a funny story about Stranger Things Premium. Uh, you know, when we first got it in the arcade, we were, there were, there was a issue with one of the switches where the Demi-Gorgon hits wouldn't work and Rachel had, Rachel had the, the, the play field up and messing with it. And she was like, she yelled at me across the arcade. It was like, Kale, come here, come here. You have to see this. 
there was a computer under the apron. <laughs> and, and she pointed and I was like, Rachel, that's the projector. Under <laughs> 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 this computer. Day. You gotta forgive me. It, but it does, it looks weird because it's, it's like unfinished drive. metal. Yeah, it's like just unfinished metal, like and and it does look weird. You don't look at it and go, "That's a projector." Yeah, but I just kind of knew, you know, that, that was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, another interesting uh, thing about uh, dimpling, I have heard, and I don't, I don't know if this is public or not, but you know, part of this new Stern factory, they're going to have a wood shop in there, but this new big place, and they're going to be doing some of their own, uh, you know, woodworks. And supposedly this is going to handle the dimpling, uh, you know, where they, where they can keep keep stuff in house. Dimpling across the board. I mean, uh-huh. really, who gives a shit? Are, are people out there really like, are you guys dimple like, oh, we no, we don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah, but, but people no, but people do make a stink about it. And <laughs> um, I don't I, it. it I mean, it doesn't happen on, I know Steve Ritchie has a video out there that says, oh, this has always happened. You just, if you play it enough and roll the ball across the play field enough, it all, it all compresses and the dimpling goes away. I don't think that's true. I mean, we have old machines that do not have this and and never did. Hmm. Um, I think it just, and, and Rachel knows more about the science of clear coat than I do, but I think it has something to do with the, the curing of, and quality of the clear coat. Uh, and more than that, I think it's the probably the wood because if you look at early games um, that had no clear coat over the paint, you don't see dimpling. The balls aren't bouncing around as much because they are tend to be you know flat games that the ball doesn't bounce on. Um, but yeah, wood clear coating, all that stuff. We're in a different time, different uh, safety standards, different. Different trees available. <laughs> um, New trees. So, uh, right? like, line. You gotta you gotta grow them fast so you can harvest them for more bucks. But again, like yeah, who cares? Like, does the game? It, it just doesn't affect the trajectory of the ball. It doesn't. Um, no. There's just a lot of things that a lot of people care about. That you know, is it fun? Does it work? Yes. Yeah. Um, huh. Spooky. <laughs> uh, uh, no and no. Uh, here's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Thank you, Spooks. Um, what do you two think, as operators and owners, of the kind of price slash market these days? And what I mean these days, as in very recently, of there's Venom LEs just sitting out there. Um, distros trying to sell them. They're, they weren't gobbled up like they used to be now that Stern makes more of them. And LEs are 13 grand. Uh, I mean, the secondary market and just the home buyer is kind of like taking a pause and they're not buying as much because mm-hmm. that's 13 grand for, you know, now an LE versus a premium. There's really, I mean, fucking A, there's no difference. Powder coat. If you, if you know how to find the right guy, you're like 150 bucks. Speakers, yeah. honestly, out there, they're making barely any difference. The the audio, you're not. Trust me, it's fucking not different. Okay, um, the back glass is cool, um, and that's yep. it. 
for so I've, i haven't been keeping up with the news so uh, they're making more le's now a thousand of them and it used mm. to be 500 yes okay yeah when it was 500 they would sell in an hour i remember when rachel and i used to sell them uh, it, it, i mean if you didn't call us as soon as the news dropped you wouldn't get one so now you're saying they're just sitting around huh uh yes so uh yeah i mean you can go on pinside and find them right now go find them um and you can hmm. probably get them less than thirteen thousand if, if you really try but yeah and even foo fighters le which i have and um i got it at a normal great price um mm -hmm. under 13 I, I reached out to a few distributors just last week wondering are uh foo fighter le's in stock and you bet um over 75 percent of the distributors that i asked they had one Couple of them were being very unrealistic on the pricing, like, oh yeah, 14,000, 14 and a half shipped. Like, cool, I'll just get one for 12.5 instead. Is that cool? Yeah. Do you mind? Um, or I'm also hearing yeah. that the Bond 60ths are still sitting around in box. They're sitting around in box at 15,000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, so that's the thing. They're, the market is kind of softening, and, you know, maybe I, I think Stern is kind of uh, up. Upcharging a little too much right now, for sure on the LEs and even maybe on the premiums a little bit because of the COVID spike or, or whatever it is. Uh, I'm not mm. going to talk economics, but from a uh, home buyer, like, ooh, I, you, I mean, you can see the writing on the wall of like LEs used to be gone in a second, just gone because you could either not, you could for a while just, of course, make a couple thousand dollars or a couple hundred or not lose really any money or you really wanted them. And I'd, I'd think Foo Fighters is the last LE, at least in the last couple of years, to actually have a difference. Um, Rush as well with the expression lights mm -hmm. where it's a big difference. And that's why I have one to, to see like long-term, do I want a Foo Fighters with expression lights? A hundred percent. Fucking A, it makes such yeah. a big difference. Mike Vinicor did it an does. amazing job. Incredible. So I was trying to find out again, Stern, if you could just like, when are the expression lights coming out for fooders, Foo Fighters? It'd be great to know so I can plan my purchases mm -hmm. accordingly because it's expensive shit and I would like to give you money for this. But for me, again, to try out <laughs> that around me, I had to fucking buy a $13,000 machine to play more than one or two games to see in a home environment. Do I want it? And I absolutely do. But Venom, for the same price as a Foo Fighters LE, does not have like some new thing. It doesn't have expression lights or some really cool new feature. Uh, I don't know. So as operators, do you think the prices are like getting to be unreasonable for what you can make money on? Or I guess pros aren't that different, right? Uh, right. right. For us, it's not. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a big deal for us. We're not buying LEs or exclusive models. Uh, so Stern, I believe, is just worried about selling these to distributors. And then it's the, strip, the distributor's job to get rid of them and to tap into new audiences. Like, yeah, we, we have the enthusiasts covered. They, they know what's coming. They're, they're ready to pull the trigger. Uh, the, the distros need to focus on people who are not into pinball, who if you want a really interesting thing that you don't see in a lot of people's homes. This is it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of disposable income out there. And that, that's what they're shooting for with, with all this. And and actually. Uh, people like Rachel and I play a big part in that. We we are uh, we've seen it since the electric bats have been around. We we are turning casuals into fans, into uh, collectors, 
and then into people who are out there actually making money, putting a machine on on the road. So, yeah, it's a whole complicated thing. And this whole this whole thing, what I'm talking about right now, has been talked about for years internally. This is this is the plan, you know. And so with you know there with you know with these 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 prices going up, this this has to take care of their brand new facility that's going to pump out even more games. Uh, so I it's a giant pinball pyramid scheme. <laughs> Kai, uh, you know, I, so I work in channel sales for a software company. So channel sales, I manage a team of sales engineers. So our job is to have partners in this scenario, distros. So for us off partners who sell conglomerates of software, uh, Microsoft, HP, Dell, hardware as well. Um, and then I won't mention mine, but like software and competitors and all that. So we need to make sure that their technical sales teams know how to sell our shit without us. If we want to do direct sales, they can contact us and we can do it just like Stern. Sometimes you have questions. But for that, I know I'm sponsored by Flipping Out Pinball, but I'm sponsored by them for a reason because they are actually good at to your point of, of selling through and, and, and incredible customer service and actually humans and treating you well. I have never been in a hobby that I've seen more um, dishonest piece of shit distributors of a product in my life from buying. a. I mean, they're close to used car salesmen. Some of it buying, you know, my parents own a cabin. I'm in Wisconsin. So boating and, and that kind of shit. From video games to customizable card games, magic cards to I'm just trying to think of like hobbies I've been deep into, pinball, music stuff, you know, just buying shit. There is so I, I hesitate to like name them, but some of the biggest distributors out there for pinball, my experience with them has been like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, I'm trying to give you all this money and this is your response not even capitalizing your responses, not even finishing your sentences, all lowercase. And this is so common. Um, and I have double checked many times with Zach. I'm like, is this person being honest with me? There has been, I would say 75% of the time when I check with him, it's like, no, they're lying to you. Straight up. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And that is so rare. Um, I think why, you know, flipping out and I see, flipping out and I see eye to eye. I don't know what the fuck is that. Um, I really respect what they're doing, which is they're being just a good, normal company to work with. And, and I know you guys work with them as well. And there's a couple I've worked with Fargo pinball. Uh, awesome to deal with uh, in Minnesota. Fantastic, mm -hmm. honest sellers, uh, pinball dudes out of Florida. Another one I've worked with. Amazing. Um, and that is honestly about as far as I can say, there's so many other ones that are just embarrassingly bad. So I yeah. think to your point, if Stern is trying to sell these through to these, uh, they're being pretty selfish out there and they're trying to make a buck and lie to the consumer. Um, like, for example, when I reached out to distributors just a, a week ago to, to ask them how many Foo Fighter LEs people had in stock, the price ranged from 13000 to 17000 and everywhere in between. Yes, I have one. It's this, it's that. And knowing like, if I just bought one from, you know, flipping out day one, it wouldn't, it would be the rock bottom MSRP free shipping. No questions asked, but you know, right. all these other snake oil. Oh yeah. Get this one now. It's about to leave. I don't know, man. Uh, not to go on a tangent, but to go on a tangent, yeah. that's a problem. So I think when they, they make these prices and you like, you need <laughs> better teams supporting these distros to like be honest and not be shit bags out there. Cause it's going to burn people. Mm -hmm. It's burned me from many a distro. 
Yeah. We've had such sure. good experiences with, with Game Room Goodies out here. That's um, that's who we get our sterns from. They're local to us. And they, as you know, there's a lot of people that are getting into pinball that don't necessarily have the technical know-how if something goes wrong. Um, and they will, you can call them up and say like, hey, such and such, this isn't working. And, and they'll, like, Fred will, one of the owners, We'll go out on the floor, open up one of those games, shoot a video of how to fix it, send it to you, like personalized repair stuff. And I think it's that kind of service in such a niche industry, especially because so many people, there are not that many pinball techs and even fewer capable pinball techs. Um, Having that kind of service, I think, is the most important thing that you can ask honesty to. I mean, yeah, yeah, don't lie to me. But um, the service is such an important element in being a good distributor, and there are so few people. And I think Zach and um, yeah, flipping out and game room goodies are are two that I'm familiar with that have been great. Kale and I, in our previous jobs, me especially, I think worked with just about every distributor that was out there in um, you know up, up until about five years ago. So I have experience with many of them, and there are certainly some that I like more than others. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, just as as human beings, it's kind of like oh. One, one, one unique unique thing about game room goodies, I think that's three generation of amusement operators in that family. Yeah. So, man, they they really do go above and beyond, and and of course, fl- flipping out, Zach blows me away with the way he promotes his products. I mean, like, he's not getting paid to take his time to shoot these amazing videos. No, and Stern like, is not giving him this stuff. He's making all right. of it. Yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, I think he he alone uh, is the reason these uh, uh, Godzilla toppers are selling out. And and that not everybody's buying them from him. You know, no. if they can't find them, they, they, they get and, and single-handedly, what he's doing is selling Stern products. And... And, and that's that's what Stern needs and is looking for. You know, people who will put that time in to really, you know, sell more of this stuff. And 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 those out there who I you know publicly will like you know criticize Zach or, or say shit like oh shill and like to fuck yeah he's really good at his business. His business is to sell pinball machines, get you hyped up, sell it. But he's doing it honesty and correctly. Like if I was doing it the same way, I mean shit, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. Like uh, you know. Here's a very concrete example of something he helped me out with um, when I was talking about distributors. Remember when the um, the recent price hike from premiums was was eighty eighty nine ninety nine to ninety seven nine nine nine? Correct. I think that was the the, the literal hike. Um, there was a Godzilla premium in stock at a distro. Uh, the prices went into effect January first of I, think, th- I believe this year. It was like late November the year before when the prices hadn't changed. Yeah, I have a Godzilla premium in stock. It's $97,999. The prices hadn't technically gone up yet. Um, and I just messaged, you know, I don't say the like, hey, I'm a pinball party and I'm kind of in, you know, I don't say that shit. I'm just like, hey, I'm I'm kind of doubting it. I said it, you know, kind of casually like, hey, I don't think that's the right price. He's like, no, my, my Stern rep told me that, that those are the new prices. And I just took a screenshot of that conversation and I text Zach. I'm like, is this true? Have you gotten this? He's like, no, that. That didn't come from Stern. That that distributor is lying to you. So I tested this distributor and just sent back. And I just kind of said, you know, I have under pretty good assumption that that's, you know, you might have been misinformed. I didn't call him a liar. 
I just say like, no, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, I'd be happy to pay full market price, you know, 89 and, and, and have it shipped. And he's like, oh, let me double check. He got back to me and I was like, oh yeah, actually cool. Yeah, you're right. Like, oh, so me just saying that suddenly I just saved a thousand dollars. Um, fuck you, you know? Uh, yeah, that's, that's dirty. But that, that's happened way more than once. Um, I've had another distributor out there on the website. Um, not going to name them, but you can maybe read this where you, they take deposits and it says deposit fully refundable. Great. I made a deposit on a game. Um, I ended up finding a used one and it wasn't going to ship for another like three months and it wasn't even made yet. And I just said, Hey, I found a used one. I appreciate it, but you can just refund the deposit. I'm not going to go through with it, through it. All lowercase, not even a dear Jason, whatever, just uh, deposit non-refundable. And I said, well, um, in the email and the screenshot on the website, which I sent, it says on your website that it's fully, res- and they sent back, oh, that must've been a mistake, all lowercase. Cool. Um, so are you going to refund it or is my lawyer getting involved? Kind of like, what are you doing? Um, and I'll say that is one of the top three distributors out there selling pinball machines. So that stuff, I'm just like, that will burn new buyers, especially when you're uh, spending this much money. So to all the buyers out there, like just just be careful <laughs> and really buy from someone that like gets someone's opinion. Whether it's game room goodies flipping out, you know, ask a few people. I don't flip mm-hmm. a coin, um, but flipping out um, on some of these. And I just think the prices combined with that, if that Stern's mo, get the distributors to sell it. Ugh. I don't know, concerns me. Apologize for the rant, but you know. To Rachel's point earlier, that like price anxiety at home, that just feeds into it more. Like if you can't trust the distributor on the price, you don't even know if it's good, if, if you're going to be taken care of, if you're going to lose money, if they're going to vault something without you knowing about it, if they're not going to make accessories mm-hmm. until you get it. It's a, I can see why the price is like as someone who's buying and selling secondary market, like it is going down fast, um, faster than I've seen it since in a long time. And you need to have a good relationship with your distributor, uh, especially if you're going to have a few games because every once in a while something happens at the factory and you Stern will send you a new part. It's if it's, you know, a warranty issue or something like that, but that all goes through the distributor. Yeah. That's just, that's the business model. That's how it works. And so if you have a distributor that's kind of doesn't really care about, you know, they've already made the sale, they're not making any money off of this, um, you know, warranty replacement or any of that stuff. It's just a little extra paperwork for them. Yep. And um, they're the ones that's kind of a complicated thing, but if they don't feel like helping you, then you are going to have a much harder time getting that part or that, that repair. You need your distributor, you know, so Right. Find someone. Yeah, that's how you end up with the Guardians of the Galaxy with the Groot mouth never working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, true. True story. That's interesting. I, I that didn't I happen to us. Yeah, that happened to me. Just, <laughs> did it not? No, Are you talking about no, me? No, we, oh, I've we've had, that had co- well, we've had a couple <laughs> of customers back when uh, you know in our past selling machines that where that happened to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Stern will fix it, but you got to go through a distributor. So great point. And, but you look at Stern's distributor list, and it's vast. And which is strange, is I, I, nothing in Stern. I would love to learn some of this more from them, or just maybe I should talk to them myself. Of this kind of, these are your channel sales distributors. Who are the people you know 
enabling them to be able to do it well. If you have this many, I'll say from a, you know, a, a large software company that I work for, we have like standards, like for you to get X and, and they probably do for you to get certain discounts. You have to do this much sell through. You have to be this like enabled on certain things. You have to have these certifications to be able to have access to even sell this for us at a discount. So we have a finite li- uh, number of partners, distros um, that we allow to sell it because if what they do is sell our stuff poorly or overpromise, under deliver or lie about it happens all the time. Yeah, it does this because the seller just wants to make a buck. Then the customer gets burned. And what are they burned on? Not necessarily the partner that sold it, but the product. They're like, well, f- I don't want this shit anymore. It's mm-hmm. always it's always shit. Um, but that's because the partner, a.k.a. the distro, did a shitty job representing the company. And from what I've heard on some, like, I don't know if Stern's not doing, maybe there's an opportunity to do more. And I think it would do wonders to, like, make this dishonesty go away, take the feedback, improve your customer service, all these things. Then you can charge these prices and expect, like, all right, not LDs to sit there. But there's too many layers of trust uh, from the distro to the price to what's coming out to not knowing. And uh, it's just getting to be murky, at least on the secondary. Breaking market. news here. I just got a, a real-time shipping notification from Spooky. CPU is on its way. So they Hey-o. are shipping it. Uh, Sweet. I've, <laughs> I've never had a problem with a Spooky thing. I mean, personally, like a support ticket. But from what mm. I hear, their support is second to none. Not okay. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, so good I, to I hear. I've heard that also, but I think at some point your stat, like it just, they just got overwhelmed. There was too mm. many issues. Like before, there was mm. less issues, so they could have wonderful support. But then, whenever you have twenty times as many issues, still the same support staff, things get less um, attention. Yeah. But but back on to what Jason was talking about. This is this is the issue with the the pinball industry right now. These machines were never designed to be in people's homes. I mean, they have fucking coin doors on them. <laughs> right. I mean, these are these are commercial pieces of equipment yeah. that were made to be used and maintained by professionals. And they're ending up in people's homes, and people don't know how to maintain them. Uh, or even that you, you know, need to maintain them. Right. Right. The the learning curve is incredibly steep. Oh, the glass like, comes we, off. Yeah. We um uh, 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 we're in Phoenix. Uh, 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 a music producer, uh, uh, audio video guy, who comes into the arcade. His his uh, Black Knight sort of rage is broken. Uh, Can I ask which part? Because I out of everything I've ever owned, I've always thought the Black Knight sort of rage Pro uh, was like the least breaking, aside from maybe the fail flail. Yeah, we've had great luck with it. Uh, well, ex- besides the the spinning mace the mech or the the, the, shield. the shield, okay, that thing will, that thing will break, and then you have to JB weld it and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, but you know, we usually don't make house calls because if we start doing it and people hear about it, they're going to want it anyway. So he offered us. He's like, "I'll give you this amount of money if you just come to my studio and look at it." We were like, "Okay, fuck, let's go." <laughs> right? Um, yes, sir. And plus, we plus we wanted, we to, wanted see to see his studio. studio. Yeah. And, and he's a he's a super nice guy. Um, so we go out there, and the machine is just 
filthy. We're like, how are you playing this thing? And I mean, he, he's a techie guy. He knows he's an incredibly brilliant guy. Um, he, they just, you know, just common users don't know how to take care of these things. So we, you know, Rachel, we, we lift the hood. Rachel, you know, quickly fixes the stand up target. Um, but then we find just opening it. I'm like, man, there, there were, uh, you know, just a uh, bolt, uh, bolts sheared off on flipper max, all kind of stuff. I was like, does this thing even play well? He's like, well, you know, y'all's plays way better, but it's, you know, just something <laughs> fun to have in the studio. <laughs> and I was like, and I knew the guy who actually owned the machine. And I was like, you know, get in touch with that guy and tell him he needs to come out here and, and tune this thing up. Yeah. If not, um, I mean, I can do it for you. I'll give you a quote, but I want to, I want to see this thing in proper working order. But the, you know, but as soon as we got that target working, they're back at it, having a fun, having a good time. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, you know, once again, th- these are, these are commercial pieces of equipment. I really aren't, you know, made for the, the end user to have in their home. And I don't know who could tell me the accuracy of this assumption, but I don't think the global market can sustain pinball without home use. I think it, like home use is probably where a lot of them are buying them versus locations. It's I mean, changed it's yes. vastly over. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think they need to pivot with that of, um, there's this book crossing the chasm. That's kind of a popular in the tech startup software industry, which talks about kind of the, the, um, the evolution of a startup of how consumers purchase it and, and kind of the best practices and all this and crossing the chasm is like, okay, you got a good product, you get all the shit, but to get over that hump, there are some common things you have to do. And one of the biggest things, and Rachel, you mentioned earlier is aside from honesty is support. Your shit can be trash to a certain extent, but if you support the shit out of your customer nine times out of 10, like they will come back. Like if you just show that you give a shit, for example, I think something that, distributors could do to circumvent some of that problem kale that you mentioned of like every pinball machine you buy like if you're not using software to track your users of buying your shit jesus christ it's fucking 2023 joe smith buys a turtles game great he's the first customer once you know he's gotten it delivered call the guy two days later i just want to see how things are going some common things to watch out for if you need to remove the glass do this if you know do the coil stops whatever it is the first come just to let you know my name's you know Susie I'm I'm your representative at let's say flipping out pinball or my name's Nicole you know um feel free to call us if you have any problems or whatever who the fuck is Susie uh, I made her up <laughs> yeah we went, I, I went back to Nicole uh well maybe it's the newest exactly. Now my announcing guy, my guy at, at, at Sweetwater is his name is Logan. And whenever I Logan. buy a new synthesizer, Logan shoots me a text and says, yes. how are you liking it? What is, you know, do you have any questions? You're having any issues? Did it get there? Okay. And do you, what do you need to know? And yep. I, like hundred percent, you are so right about that. Because most of the time they'll be like, Oh, everyone's good. Great. Nice to hear from you. Whatever. Like, don't be annoying about it. Don't be dumb, but say, then they know Cool. If something goes wrong, I call this person. Call them immediately. Tell them, cool. If you have any problems and whatever the warranty is, you know, three months a year. I don't even know what it is technically, honestly. If, like, if there is through a distributor, tell them what it is. Offer up your service. Tell them look out for. It. And then, guess what? That's a customer success kind of thing. Over time, maybe they want to buy an accessory. You call them up a couple months later. How's the game going? Well, just so you know, just in case we have accessories, we have this. Just, just let us know. 
cool. Like this person that didn't know how to take the glass off. Sure. as Shit. Doesn't know what a fucking art blade is. Do you want to make another, you know, (laughs) bunch of money off this person in, in in the correct way by being honest and supportive? Tell them about accessories, expression light kits. What the fuck are those? Let me send you a video. They see him. Holy yeah. shit. Take my money. Yeah. But instead, what a lot of distributors are doing is like they make such good margins off of some of these games. They're like, yeah, it's in stock. Buy it. Mm. All right, fuck you. See you later. Uh, some of these games. Yeah. We, we've met Apros. people who don't know you can take the glass off the game. Right. You do repairs through the coin doors. Uh. You know, um, but at Stern knows that their customer service uh, kind of gets shit. It it looks like they're trying to change that. So I mean, this is a old school industry. It's going to take them a while to change. But they they just recently hired Kyle Spiteri yeah. to uh, j- join the customer service team. And the good thing about this is uh, we we've worked with him. We're friends with him. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. It's great. Not only that, yeah, he's great. Not only that, he was a public facing person like the the public the pinball public knows him from his fix it videos he did while he was at marco specialties so this this was a great direction for stern as far as their customer service goes is it going to fix it all immediately no but it's the right direction that that's assuming that it's weird that if they're buying direct, I know I'm going back to my experience as, as selling, like you can, you don't go um, to Best Buy to buy the software that like the company I work for sells. And there's a lot. And that's why we use partners to sell it. Like you don't go to the Stern store. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? You don't drive down to Chicago, the Stern store. Oh, I'll take a TMNT Pro, please put it in my car and let's you, go you, home. And- I think you will be able to. Isn't that the part of the new factory that's going to have? Isn't it going to be like I, heard, I thought I heard there was going to yeah, be like a but I'm st- saying like Stern currently, store. no. You know, oh, right, so right, yeah. you rely on the distributor to be that face of the company of, of Stern. But you do have, you know, the 1-800-KICKERS. It comes in the thing. If you have any issues, it's in the manual. Call Stern. Oh. So, but do most people re- – that's what I mean of like the follow-up call of someone – of calling them and telling them. No, you're right. They're calling I the take the paper and throw it in the trash. Like what the fuck is it? Yeah. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's a bunch of old school printed like – it shows a guy like smiling – Taking right. off the glass. You, you, you don't read the IKEA directions. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. It's got an Allen wrench. It'll fucking fit. Whatever. <laughs> but again, this is a commercial piece of hardware, so it would be a good idea to read the instructions because there are some things that come with the machine that tell you, you know, yes. clean some stuff. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Do this. Um, so, and I think a lot of people are, have become used to the. Ikea, like, well, I can just throw it away and figure it out. Or, you know, that the, a lot of stuff is very, <laughs> is very kind of stupid proofed that you can buy today. Not saying that somebody's stupid that buys this, but you're just kind of used to not needing to know these things. Um, but I agree. Pinball machines, you do need to know. So you should read the instructions. And it, it's hard. Like the people that were maybe like starting is like, well, why didn't you do the things that we clearly told you to do in the paperwork that came with your machine? Well, because I don't read paperwork because of the thousand other things I've bought this year. I haven't needed That's to right. read the paperwork. Yeah. You yeah. have to do it and for them. To, to that point, uh, th- this morning I, I grabbed my tea and I was, uh, talking to Ethan's to my, again. Are we, no, it wasn't Ethan's. Okay. I actually, I brewed some tea right nice. here. This is really good stuff. Okay. But, uh, and I, f- I fired up Pinside and went to, um, vids, uh, repair guys, yeah. man, the, how much fun is that? Even when you know a lot, of, like I learned a few new things just going through, um, 
you know, today and, and stuff we could we could change around the arcade. That's us though. So, but like the general consumer dealing with these people, they're fucking what's pin side? Yeah, but they 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 the education part is they need to learn that they need to learn this stuff. I would they I agree, but because there's like- no who are you gonna Okay, so even if Stern is not gonna show up and rebuild your flippers, a distro is not gonna show up and rebuild your flippers. Almost although Game Room Goodies came pretty close because I know they had an issue on a Stern they delivered at somebody's house and they they just brought a fully populated play field and swapped it out. So, I mean, that's pretty damn close, but they're not going to do the tweaks. They're, they're, there's maintenance beyond owning tuning. an automobile. Yeah. yeah, there's tuning that people need to be aware when, when they purchase this these things. And this is the scary part. I think the distros need to tell people that's, that. That's exactly, because you're correct. But 100%. It's the, the distro should at least give them that first call heads up. You might notice your flippers weak at some point. If you do, mm-hmm. it might be this, it might be that you will need to do this or even before they buy it, look in your computer system or whatever. This is the first time buyer. Give them a heads up, like happy to take it. Just so you know, like these things are pretty maintenance free these days. But when you run into something, here's the number, here's the whatever you might benefit from being able to change your own tire, you know, that surface level, mm-hmm. rebuild a fil- flipper. Right. You're Change exactly right. Oil. Like the yeah. distro should give them some. Like, what if you don't make a sale? But but, yeah. but here's here's the conundrum. And 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 Rachel and I used to sell machines. Yeah. You you scare the shit out of people. Yeah. When you're like you're trying to sell a, a, a fucking LE for like what thirteen thousand dollars, and and then do you want to go? All you want is that credit card number, right? You don't want to go. Keep in mind. This is something you're going to have to keep an eye on. How good are you and, at soldering? <laughs> right. Well. Like, no no distro. Who's going to do that? I think from working in sales for a long time, yeah, if you want to just make a buck, yeah, do it. Don't tell them about it. But if you want to repeat customer all mm-hmm, the time, mm-hmm. give them a heads up. Tell them. And then think- they – yeah. Yeah, I think so. Marco Specialty started to do this with some of the videos. I th- I think the best way to do it is like here are here's a YouTube channel. Here's here's some reference material for you. So if you run across if you run across some right. issues in the future, here are some simple guides to help you solve that problem. And if not, here is the phone number of a pinball repair tech in your area. And and you can do that, you know. Yeah, that's you're you're arming them with the education at the very least of. Mm-hmm. But know. I think if you just go into it without, like, if you don't even have any resources for someone, you just like, by the way, you're gonna have to fix it. See ya. <laughs> um, you don't want to yeah. have that. So so I think now that we're starting to get some nice, some like well organized and reliable YouTube channels out there and some stuff that you can trust not having to necessarily navigate the some of the pin side you know drama versus helpfulness um but yeah we're seeing it like just in the electric bat discord channel which i'm sure kale will post a, a link to in the uh, in a, or it'll be in our story sometime coming yeah. up if you want to join it's open to everybody but we've been seeing a lot more people that like i bought a machine and xyz is doing this thing and how do like where do i even begin and you know for us it's it's a quick like two sentences oh well you need to adjust this switch that will fix it 
or or check the wire between X and Y is probably disconnected. Like some really simple stuff. Um, That's kind of the point of like, imagine someone with your pinball knowledge and personality supporting these people. You should be getting a pay. That's Kyle Spateri. Okay. He's it stern now. Shit. Um, Yeah, because I mean, your discord with the... um, the pinball, what is it? What is the actual part? The game issues part in here? Yeah, it's full of like, oh, this happened, that happened. And you're just, oh, here, fix this, fix that. And even with me, you gave me a heads up when I got Elvira or Kale. Uh, um, hey, there's some opto issues. Let us know if you run into it. Totally hook you up. And you helped me with it for Jurassic Park in the past. So, I mean, you know, not to fluff you guys up, but you're some of the good ones in this <laughs> industry. And, and, okay, okay. and what else? Um what, what I'll tell you what's really interesting is the, the private uh, server on our Discord for the uh, the text. That's what we're talking about, um, the, the game issues part. Oh, oh no, no, there's oh, one you can't see. There's one you can't see. Um, it, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in there just so you can – because you would be interested in all this stuff. But it's, it's all of the, like, nitty-gritty. It's like paragraphs of – nobody would really want to read through all this. But like of like fixes and how we got to, you know, how we fix things. That is a super interesting stuff. I'll I'll, uh, I'll get you an invite onto that one. Since, so, we're, since yeah. we've got now for Kale, myself, um, Mark and our new hire, the wonderful John Chapel, are all working on these machines kind of when the other people aren't around. It, it serves as a nice documentation for this is what was wrong and this is how I fixed it. And it's very machine specific. I don't mean like a hot dog and across all hot doggins, but I mean our specific hot doggin. Like it may have, you know, just the little idiosyncrasies that a game develops over 40 years. So also whenever, you know, maybe like two years down the line, if, if a similar issue pops up, you can search that disc, you know, we, wow, we, we yeah. might have sure. some sort of yeah. library. Yeah, database of it. Mm-hmm. So like we, we kind of got here because of, the prices and what they're demanding while there still is like these, these issues, the the distributors being dishonest or whatever it is, or not being great. Let's say there's the stuff breaking and people not knowing how to fix it. Yet at the same time, they're asking all this, all this money and the, the market's kind of softening. So my last question is we're, we're going in this trajectory for people that own games from, you know, the 1800s all the way up to today. <laughs> Are they at least becoming more reliable? Like Spike 2s, are they l- much less maintenance than, let's say, an Adams Family? Or uh, or is it just as much, if not more? I don't know. It's, no, it's, it's still same. a steel ball hitting plastic stuff. I would say they're equally as reliable as they ever were. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I guess one caveat would be that you're not having like five volt resets on a new stern that you would have on a WPC, but you're having issues with welds that, I mean, it's just different issues. Um, Can you I, think I of really feel like it's the same. Just a different. strike two game. Zero Smith, the first, I forget any of the spike two games. Has there been any that you've never had to touch aside from? No. Uh, Batman was the first Spike Two. Was it really? Yeah, sixty-six. Um, does one come to the first one released? Okay. Does one come and by to touch, mind? Do you mean? I mean, obviously, like, um, like a rebuild, like maintenance stuff is not. You're, you're saying does stuff 
something you, yeah. Like, has there been a game that stands out? Like, you know, we never, because you mentioned Toy Story. Like, that thing is built like a tank. Yeah, no. Is Spike I, 2 that yes, out as. Hot Wheels. Spike, yeah, no, Spike 2, though, Astern. Is there a Spike 2 oh, that's oh, like. Oh, I'm sorry. And no, Hot Wheels even didn't because one of the um, ring rod assemblies on Hot Wheels broke. I mean, it's it's a mm-hmm. high wear part, but you still have to fix it. Is there a Spike 2 that stands out as pretty maintenance-free? Not completely, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. let me let me let me read. Let's do this. Last thing. Let me pull up these Spike 2 games, and, and we'll just, tell you how much we've like one to five. Five being we fixed a lot on it, and one being we fixed a little. Sure, here we go. Okay, Batman sixty six. Uh, medium, yeah. There's a lot of stuff to break on that game. Okay, we fixed well, the crane. On, we fixed hold, the. Hold on with that one, because you remember when we were selling them and opening them up, <laughs> opening them up. At, at I became the absolute master of of fixing that carousel and the magnet core. So, like, would, out of the box, yeah, those things had a lot of issues. But once you got them running, we've we've had really good luck, even with the amount of plays ours gets. All right, next game. Aerosmith. Ah, oh, look, I'll also say the this. The toy box on that has been worked on. That game isn't the most popular. It's in Flagstaff, so it doesn't exactly. get as many plays. Um, but, yeah, we've had to fix things on that. So to answer your question earlier, this list I'm looking at also has limited edition numbers of games. So now I've said like now lim- Ellie's are kind of sitting there with Venom. You can buy them, whatever. Where before they sold out immediately. Batman 66, hmm. you said it was medium. It had 240 Ellie's and it had a Super Ellie. So let's say it wow. had, uh, I guess, 340 total. But the, the Super Ellie was like, what, 24 games or something? 80. Well, 80, 80 max. Wow. At least Remember you had to medium. send in an application for that God. one? God. All right, so Aerosmith uh i'll take that as a medium they had 500 ellies star wars stern they had 800 ellies okay surprisingly we don't never own one okay i would think to answer this for you a a pro there's not much moving in that game correct so i would bet it would be low let's say low thanks for answering uh guardians of the galaxy a lot a lot and orb the orb was a nightmare no shit. Because it's got the drop target that is controlled both on the going up and the going down, and the the actual the, the thing that makes that work has to be adjusted precisely, or it does not do what it's supposed to do. And the group group mouth is always problematic. Iron Maiden. We only operate the pro, and have, man, that thing's been rock solid, yeah. especially since. That thing has a lot of plays. That, I, that was like the first pinball machine in the bat. The captive ball or the Newton ball on that, you have to make sure that stays tight. Otherwise, you'll shear that off. And the mummy. But off the top of my head, that that's really the only thing that we've had to deal with. All right. So far, I mean, that is our that is our that's our winner. Uh, Deadpool. Yeah. We actually haven't had Deadpool for very long, so I don't have. Uh, it's had some trough issues, some trough opto issues, but mm-hmm. so low. Well, but low. It, that we've only had it in there for a little, uh, and also just, just the say, pro. Let's say low. Okay, yeah. Beatles. Yeah, low. Uh, Beatles. Don't, we don't own, we don't own one, one, but on the road, we when we were setting them up at shows, there were some issues with the drop target. 
Uh, we, we had to like, I had to fix that with the some, ledge. What was it? That ledge would break, and I've, I actually had to make some. I had zip ties. Yeah, <laughs> we had to rig it on the road. Drop targets can be a bitch. Yeah. Uh, monsters. Yes. Oh my god, the grandpa scoop. The all of uh, the and the lower play field. So this is premium. The um, uh, what do you call that? Like the, can what what would the, you like the ball the, guide? In, in lane ball guide plastics. They'll break, and once they break, the balls just disappear into the cabinet. They do give you two extras. We've ran through those. The game. You ran through those, so now we're we're making our own. I'm taking a scroll um, saw and some Lexan. So high. The the spot it's fine. the spot door will will I mean it's more of stern welds that those will eventually break um, and JB weld will not work on that you have to get them the actual part or well, rebuilt yeah weld if you can do that um, so this yeah this list is bigger than I thought you want to do half of it and do half of it next time sure what do it anyway. whatever whatever yeah. okay we're about two hours let's let's wrap it up let's do one more. Uh, actually, we're going to do two more. No, it is one more. Oh, yeah. It's just one more because uh, it's one of my favorites on here. But up to this point, as far as limited editions, uh, Aerosmith had 500. Star Wars had 800, which is strange. Guardians of the Galaxy had 600. Iron Maiden had 500. Deadpool, 500. Beatles, well, whatever, 100 max. And then Monsters, 600. Last one, Black Knight Sword of Rage. The shield arm. We have the pro. Um, the shield arm has broken and then there's some some plastic that whenever you shoot that uh, saucer on the far left that keeps the ball from like yes. bouncing around all crazy that yeah. snapped off so kale rebuilt something for that um here's the deal a moving part or a high impact part on these pinball machines is going to break so the question you're asking is how many of those parts does a machine have um, Iron Maiden, I have, guess, right? Doesn't we have, have found that Elwin games across the board tend to be lower. Uh, we don't have to work on them that much. Right. Um, and there's a reason for that because before he was designing machines, he was making money routing machines. He gets it better than any other designer. And yeah. I've also heard from him building these, it could be wrong, but again, that he's using parts they already to make the most of what's already out there and what's reliable and, and what can withstand the test of time. He's just using mm -hmm. them in very creative ways to make yeah. his games um, versus, you know, other games where they seem empty. Oh, the bill of materials, because they're like making stuff from the ground up and they have to retool shit and make whole new stuff just for the games where Elwin, from what I've heard, is using stuff that's already there just in really efficient ways. But, but, but when he doesn't, when he uses new stuff, the, the team he works with, like that Godzilla building, a phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole new thing. Yeah. You know, uh, those type of mechanisms that were in pinball before, for example, like do the Doctor Who thing, whatever that is. Yep. Um, that doesn't work very well. And, and if everything wasn't lined up perfectly, that thing just seizes up. And then it cuts uh, your fingers off. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's cool. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. He he killed it with that that building mech. His his team did. I think Harrison designed that. You but again, say Godzilla Premium does have. We've had we've had to fix some things on a Godzilla Premium. Godzilla I'm talking about Pro. It yet. Uh, but, but, but. Next time. We have. Oh. But, yep. 
That spoiler alert. <laughs> I was, son of a bitch. Is do now? She spoiled yeah. it. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks. We're up, we're, up, we're up. Yeah. There you go for next time. We'll start with Jurassic Park. Stern's Jurassic Park next time. Um, I think we've talked enough. Thanks for joining. Rachel, Kale, any last words? Uh, do you have anything? Come play come, pinball come, with come, us. Come play pinball with us. Join the Discord. Come, oh, yeah. Pinball, pinball folks. Um, we just had a crew from, um, where were they from? British Columbia come down to play, just to play pinball and com- compete in some kind of roller games thing. But anyway, uh, you know, any of you pinball folks out there, if you want a really cool vacation, do not come right now. It is too <laughs> fucking hot. But uh, check, uh, I don't know where, I don't know where you're going to, IFPA or whatever. Uh, check the calendar. You can come down here for a week and play a shit ton of pinball and tournaments and and just some casual play. Meet a bunch of uh, cool folks. Come come down to the, come to the valley. Play some pinball. Visit Electric Bat. Follow us at Electric Bat Arcade on Instagram, and uh, um, f- find us on Facebook, Electric Bat Arcade. Join the fun. Um, I'm gonna put a, a link for our Discord Woo-hoo. by the time this episode comes out. Discord's a it's lot of get fun. It's gonna slammed if we're putting that in the show notes. Fuck it. Yeah, Let's get it a juicy. lot of a lot of a lot of inside stuff going on there. A lot of fun. But uh, other than that, keep go out there, support your your local operator. Go out there and play some games. Drop some quarters. Have fun with it. Yeah. Spend your time doing the things you love. Shit. Always the voice of reason. Well, uh, for for Jason, for Kale, for Rachel, this has been the Pinball Party. Um, We'll see you later. All right. See you later. Quick question. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Has it been a slice or no? I mean... Oh yeah, you know, I was about to say it, but I was like, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if people were getting tired of it, but you know what? I don't give a fuck, Jason. It has been an absolute slice. Good to hear. Thanks, Kale. See you later. I'm wide awake but dreaming all the time Watching me on holiday My mind is vacant with no hanging sign Warning those that I'm away I see no reason, I hear no rhyme To spend a lifetime living fine Too much ambition, so little time To let my own life pass me by Standing still but running in my head Cursing paths I didn't take These wishing wells have robbed us all but blind Drowning change and dreams away I see no reason, I hear no rhyme To spend a lifetime living fine Too much ambition, too little time To watch my own life pass me by See no reason, I hear no rhyme To 
spend a lifetime living fine Too much ambition, so little time To watch my own life pass me by To watch my own life pass me by To watch my own